You can hear Above 180 while on the go with StitcherSmartRadio.com. Stitcher is a free news and talk mobile app available for your smartphone. And when you download Stitcher to hear Above180.com, you have a chance to win some money. Downloading is quick and easy. Just find Stitcher in the App Store. Download it. It's free, and it just takes a few seconds. Then, during registration, hit the promo code box and enter BOWL, B-O-W-L, to get automatically entered to win $100. You'll get access to lots of other amazing shows, too, always available to you on demand, no syncing. It's Stitcher Smart Radio. Don't forget to enter promo code BOWL when you register. Now is the time to reinforce your bowling arsenal, and BowlerX.com is the online leader in price, service, and selection. With free insured shipping on every item we carry, including a complete line of pro shop supplies, as well as balls, bags, shoes, accessories, and more. Also check out the large selection of closeout and discontinued items at a fraction of their original cost. BowlerX.com, your online bowling superstore and proud sponsor of Above180.com. BowlerX.com, your online bowling equipment superstore, presents the Above180.com podcast. Tim Berg and Joey Serrar are ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, from Washington, D.C., and the Bowler's Pro Shop in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here are your hosts, Tim Berg and Joey Serrar. Joining us today on the Above180.com podcast is Ashley Galante. Ashley has recently been named the sideline reporter for PBA's Extra Frame. Go to PBA.com if you're interested. Sign up for their Extra Frame coverage. Lots of great content online. It all begins next uh, week, the 2nd of November. Starts at 2.45 Eastern time in the afternoon with the draft of the PBA teams, the eight teams that we talked to Tom Clark about last week. And for that podcast, again, Above180.com right there on podcast. But, Ashley, want to thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Well, Ashley, as many bowlers know, they've been following things online. The uh, PBA announced that you are the new sideline reporter for the Extra Frame Bowling Online channel. So talk about that and your initial reaction and what bowlers can expect. Um, well, I was actually really excited when they had asked me if I was interested in being their sideline reporter. Um, you know, I'm really excited to go out to Vegas and actually try it out for the first time. It's definitely going to be a new experience, and I will, I'm going to love interacting with the bowlers and just picking their brains, trying to get as much knowledge as I can for myself and for the people watching the show. And I will also be like to add a new segment to the show and haven't really figured out what I want to name it yet, but it's going to be like a fan question, which on my Facebook, my Twitter, my fan page, you know, I'm going to post up maybe who I'm going to be interviewing. And if anybody wants me to ask them any specific questions, you know, I would like to get their feedback and then maybe say thank you to them for asking the question and while I'm actually interviewing somebody. So I would like to get them more in- interacting as well. Again, PBA coverage begins November 2nd, 245. Don't want to miss it. Got over 80 hours of coverage for you guys there. PBA.com is best place. Get signed up for all that great information. 
Ashley, next I'd like to know, can you tell people who maybe aren't quite so familiar with you, you know, looking at your resume, you got a great bowling background, you bowl collegiately, bowled when you were in high school, but just talk a little bit, take this time right now to tell the Above180.com listeners a little bit about you, the person, and your bowling skills, and, and how you got started in the sport. It starts from when I was 12, you know, I started bowling when I was 12, and I absolutely loved it. And I was completely dedicated to it. I practiced four to six hours a day, 100 to 100 games a week. And, um, you know, as I got older, when I went to Team Masters, that was a great tournament that I bowled. And I would hope that a lot of the younger kids will continue to bowl in that tournament. Um, but it really, when I got to when I was 18, I really, my hard work finally paid off with making Team USA and winning Team Masters. And my highlight of my career besides Team USA is having two national championships with um, two different colleges, actually. There's nothing better than having a win and being able to share it with other people who work just as hard as you did throughout the year. And Ashley, in your bowling, I know now you also you have your bronze certification for coaching. Uh, so one of the things that we like to do here on Above 180 is we like to get coaches on because our whole goal of starting this whole podcast and the website and everything is to help bowlers improve their game. So what is one of the things, or one of a few things, you're down there coaching in Florida, what are a few things that you see from bowlers that are maybe beginning, maybe in that 160 average area that really need to improve on that would add some pins almost instantly to their game? Well, definitely spare shooting. Fair shooting will take your average all the way up to at least the 190 to 200. Um, but other than that, like outside of fair shooting, I think a lot of it, what people should start off with, is working with their footwork and their timing and getting that down first because your footwork is your foundation. And then definitely with your set position is like afterwards. Um, you know, I've actually read a book by Mark Baker, and he actually discusses all of this. Stuff. And I think that his book is great. And whoever hasn't read it, they should definitely look into it. Me personally, I like to shoot my spare ball at almost every spin, uh, every spare. Sometimes um, I will hook at like the double wood if it's on the left hand side. Um, and depending on the shot, if it's dry, I'll hook at it. If it has oil in the line, I'll try to throw my spare ball at it. Um, but if you think about spares and how the pins are positioned. There are two key pins in the rock, and that's the eight pin and the nine pin. When you look at three, six, ten, the key pin is the nine pin, and pretty much almost if you aim to hit the nine pin, like in the middle of the ball, you'll basically make all those spares that are related in that area. And that's the same thing with the eight pin. Ashley Galanti again joining us on the Above180.com podcast. Ashley, next I want to find out what are your thoughts as a young person? Where does bowling really need to go to keep improving and really our sport is one thing you know we started this podcast here to help bowlers improve their game and ultimately see bowling succeed long term what do you think has to be done as someone again looking for that young person perspective for what needs to be done to help bowling continue to change and grow and move forward here as we move into the 2013 2014 and beyond um i think that a lot of the kids don't realize how far bowling can really bring them. I mean, they don't think, oh, I can go to school on a full ride because of it. They're just doing it because it's fun. But I think that they need people, either role models or people teaching them how far bowling can actually take them. And uh, it's actually something that they could do. Um, and honestly, they don't. I feel like they are kind of getting 
pushed to the side. I mean, most of the leagues now they're focusing on their um, their Wednesday night bowlers and not really concerned about like what the youth are doing. And they're not always putting out sports shots for the kids to practice on. Or even like sometimes it's really expensive as a youth bowler to try to go and practice. You know, just for centers to help them out. I mean, I know it's hard for bowling centers to make a profit and also give out free games. But if you have kids who really want to get better, they need to practice every day at least. And without having the money to be able to pay, afford to pay for those games, they're not getting the practice that they need. So you bring up a key point, sports shots. Uh, this is a, a common thread now. I've, I've, I've had some um, high school bowlers on, collegiate bowlers on, and when I ask them sports shot or house shot, it's almost two to one. They say they like sports shots. Now, I live in the Washington, D.C. area, and I have to drive almost to Baltimore before I can find a sanctioned sports shot. Uh, what can be done to change that among centers? I know you said centers are all in it, ultimately, uh, to keep their bowlers happy, because you keep your bowlers happy, you're going to have more bowlers. Um, and scores equal bowlers, which is sad a sad statement, in my opinion, sometimes. But what can be done to keep, you know, like, like you said, the young folks, they like a challenge. It is a sport if you're making someone hit a small, defined area and keep their hand position consistent and their rev rate consistent and their speed consistent. What can be done, I guess, to help get more sports shots out there? I, you know, honestly, I'm not really sure what can be done to get more sports shots out there, except for the fact that, you know, by kids having an interest in bowling on sports shots and the mask in the centers, and, like, the centers getting enough people asking for it to, you know, eventually say, hey, this might be possible for them to do it, and then they'll do it. Um, but the thing about sports shots is a lot of the kids get frustrated because they bowl, they don't bowl that good, especially if they're a new timer on it. And the thing is that they need people teaching them how to play the lanes and what's going on because they go out there thinking that it's like a house shot and it's totally different and they don't understand how the lanes are different or how the oil is changing or how even different shots play. I think that if they had people who could actually help them with that, they would find it they have a, I guess, a path that will help them want to continue with that. And Ashley, before we wrap up, I have to ask you, I'm sure you've been to the Kegel Training Center and done some work with Dean and, and all the coaches, Randy and, and everyone over there. What is probably one of the things that they've helped you with throughout your bowling career as a, a, a youth and all the way up to now in your collegiate bowling? What's one thing that they've done that's really helped you and, and stuck with you? Um, you know, they came up with a very interesting way to play a sports shot. Uh, I believe it was uh, the sport pattern minus 31, and that's where, you're, where you should play the shot. I mean, I don't always necessarily think that's true on everything, every shot, but I think it does give you good guidelines to how to approach a shot to begin with and then adjust off of it. Um, it might sound strange, but I think that the 7-1 move off of the 5-7 was something that actually worked really great for me. But, you know, outside of the whole coaching thing, uh, the one thing I loved about Kegel the most was the fact that they cared so much about their students and their kids there. Ashley Galante, I wanted to thank you for joining us today on the Above180.com podcast. Thank you for having me.